0: Yes, I know his teeth is white as snow, what a gas it was.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Quarter to Three Games podcast for somewhere near the beginning of April. My name is Jason McMaster, and with me this week is Carter McBee, gameplay designer on Gigantic. Uh, Welcome to the show, Carter. Hi, thanks. Um, And I guess before we really go too much further, I should let you describe to the audience exactly, uh, exactly what Gigantic is.
0: Sure. Uh, so, Gigantic is a uh, five-on-five competitive PvP action game. Uh, it's third-person. Um, we have a, a suite of heroes that you choose from. So, you choose your hero, get into the game. It's third-person action. You have a, a suite of skills. And uh, basically, it's it's a five-on-five PvP game. Each team has a giant uh, boss creature called a Guardian, um, that's the thing that you're trying to defend you're trying to kill the other team's guardian before they kill yours um, and that's that's the objective of the game it's a mix of uh, melee action combat uh range shooter combat um, casters mages that that sort of thing
1: awesome yeah i've uh, I've actually I've been watching a good bit of video and uh, reading up on it it looks uh it looks pretty uh unique. Um <clears throat> yeah, I mean obviously as uh, as you guys have said, you know, it's kind of it, it's got, you know, some mobile elements, etc. Uh mm-hmm. but it's uh it has some pretty cool uh elements. I really like the uh, I really like of course the giant uh boss monsters, but but your character design is is really great too, and just the art style. Um like uh I was watching a video earlier of uh Taito the Swift, which is Really cool. I like I like the the pet. Uh, is that a mouse? Uh,
0: it's a mouse, cat, ferret, rat.
1: Yeah, I was kind of wondering because <laughs> it was like, uh, yeah, it, it's very mouse-like, but then it also has a lot of cat-like features. As well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: well, its name is Fang, uh, but but yeah,
1: what it is is open to your interpretation. You know, <laughs> a lot of our
0: stuff is kind of like that. Uh, it's not always grounded in reality, so.
1: Well, yeah, no. It would be kind of boring, I guess, if it was, too. Um, but uh, so so it's a five-on-five five, uh, team game. Um, yep. Do you, and you have, you have certain, I guess, uh, classes. Uh, I mean, not, yeah, I mean, well, yeah, I guess classes. I mean, each character, of course, stands on their own. But yeah. uh, as is mentioned in the videos and et cetera, you know, you have support and mage. So what, what are the, the classes for the game?
0: So the, the classes aren't, like you said, each, each hero is kind of their own class. Um, right. But we do have kind of uh, loose labels that we put on on uh, our heroes. So, you know, there's there are heroes that are beefy, tanky sure. type type heroes. Then there are heroes that are more support-oriented. Um, it's it's mostly by kind of role and play style as opposed to, like, strict classes. So, you know, right. we have... We have what we call assassins, uh, Taito the Swift being one of them, um, and it, it's more about what what their job is, what they do in the game. Uh, so, uh, for them, for example, uh, they're usually the guys running around the enemy team's base a little more, trying to trying to kill their little creatures around the back. Um, whereas, you know, the, the tankier roles will be kind of in the team fights, mixing it up. Sure. Um, and, uh, you know, one of the things we try to do with our characters is, like, even with our support characters, you're not just sitting there healing all the time. Uh, you actually have some offensive abilities as well, and you can, you know, depending on how you upgrade your hero, it kind of changes the way your hero plays. So even though, though you're more of a support character, you can build it so that you're, you're more of a hybrid damage dealer as well.
1: Yeah, the, which is which actually is, is pretty fascinating. I was I was wanted to ask you about the character abilities, uh, and you know the games seem relatively short, like uh, sub twenty minutes. Um, yeah, 15, um, fifteen to twenty is
0: is what we're aiming
1: for. So in that time, how often does a character level up on average?
0: Um, well, the max level is ten. You start at one, obviously. Um, so. Most games uh, by the by the 20 minute mark, if the game goes that far, uh, pretty much everyone's going to be level 10, right. uh, which is max. So you know, the cadence uh, it starts out a little quicker, and then as the game goes, it's, it gets a little slower. But but you're pretty much constantly leveling up uh, and getting getting
1: new upgrade points to spend. Right, um, which uh, which is which is really cool. So, like when when you level up an ability, you have what two options, or, or was there a lot more? It looked like there was kind of a lot more. Yeah. Than so
0: um, we have a, a branching upgrade system for our upgrades. Uh, one of the things we try to do with our upgrades, you know, if you're if you're familiar with MOBA games, uh, you know, you get a skill upgrade, and it's like, okay, which which skill do I want to make slightly better? Um, and you know, for our game. Uh, what we wanted to do with the with the upgrade system was actually kind of change the way you play and the way you build based on your upgrades. So um, as opposed to just like, oh, make my skill a little better, it's, it's okay, do I want the skill to be more of a support skill or do I want it to be more of a damaging skill? Um, so uh, each skill has a series of two branches. So it branches off, you get a choice between one or the other, and then Based on that choice, it branches one more time to kind of specialize it one way or the other within that branch.
1: Oh, okay. Um, so, as you're leveling your skills, uh, so, so each skill has an upgrade potential of, of two uh, initially, uh, Correct, based yeah. on yeah on the branch and your thought skills. So you can you can max every skill, or can you? Uh, uh, yeah,
0: by the by the time you get to level ten, um, all your all your skills will be "quote unquote" maxed, but
1: at, at your uh, branch, right? Yeah,
0: at, at the branch that you chose. But you know, it would take uh, I think a total of of four games to get <laughs> access to every uh, upgrade in the game.
1: Okay, right? Yeah, because of the uh, right the branching. That's uh, yep. well, that's yeah, that's really cool. So, I mean, how how do the branches vary? Um, like, uh, w- what are some of your favorites, for instance?
0: Um. So let's see. What are some of my favorites? So um, one of the, a good example um, of how our branching upgrade system works is on uh, Taito the Swift, because uh, we were just talking about him or yeah. her, it. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, is, uh, he has a leap ability on his uh, right mouse Uh, you can use it and it's a a swoop attack so it'll jump in the air Uh, it's a targeted ability so you you target it you let go, it swoops in the air and wherever you land it does an attack in that area and does some damage and uh, when you upgrade it you can either choose to make that um, ability more powerful uh, as an attack or you can upgrade it so that it no longer attacks, but it makes you move faster after you use it. Um, and then the oh. second branch of that is, you know, allowing you to uh, uh, to u- use it twice in a row or um, uh, or break out of uh, stuns and stuff when you use it. Oh, so wow. it, it turns into either a mobility branch or a damaging branch. Huh. And uh, so... Some of our some of our upgrades, not all of them, but some of them have trade-offs where like, okay, if I take this upgrade, it no longer does this thing.
1: Sure, yeah. Um, and
0: that, that really allows us to push the upgrades in a, in a certain direction uh, with the branching system so we don't have to you know make sure that they can all work together is like you're actually specializing this way. like here's how I'm gonna play. Uh, based on potentially the, the enemy's team composition, um, what we want is for them to be really adaptable. So, you know, if the enemy team shows up with a whole bunch of, of stuns and crowd control abilities, then you can take that branch that allows you to, uh, to get out of those.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, it makes a lot of sense. And it adds a lot of customization based on mm-hmm. uh, personal play style. Yeah. Um, and at current, I mean, on your site, it has uh, you, you have about 16 characters up. Uh, what are you guys planning to have for launch?
0: Um, I don't think that we have uh, decided on exactly how many will be at launch. I mean, uh, one thing that I didn't mention that uh, people should probably know is that the game is free to play. Um so, uh, however many we have on on launch itself, uh, you know, that number is just going to keep growing over time. Mm. Uh, we're going to be constantly adding new uh, new heroes, uh, new maps, new guardians,, um, and, uh, new new summonable creatures and, and other new content as we go so you know the number on release is like I said still still in discussions but whatever that number is it's gonna go up
1: oh that's cool um I, and uh so yeah I have a quick question actually about the summonable monsters so that those act as uh, I assume kind of like a a um a resource that keeps on going to towards making your your uh, your uh, boss or your uh, yeah your your you know, you know what I'm saying your giant yep. uh, attack the other giant which then weakens that them for a second and allows you guys to go in and or your your team to go in and and do damage to that monster so uh, you summon the monster and then it just it, it's the guardian of that point right.
0: Yeah, um, so the creatures that you summon, um, uh, when, when you start the game, you know, there's a bunch of uh, summoning circles that are controlled by no one. Um, so the first thing you're kind of doing as a team is you're spawning in and you're kind of splitting up to, to try to control the map. Uh, the way you do that is you go to a neutral uh, summoning circle and you summon a creature on it. Um, so when you place a creature on it, uh, first you place a, a baby creature, And, uh, what summoning that creature does is, first of all, it allows you to control that point, which means, um, which means that the enemy can't summon on it until they kill it. Um, it also guards that point, uh, in terms of, like, if, if an enemy shows up, it'll start attacking the enemy. Um, but also it gives, uh, power to your guardian, which is your, your giant boss, uh, over time. So, uh... Every every so often, uh, it'll do an ability that that gives power to its to your guardian. Um, and what you're trying to do, what both teams are trying to do, is uh, fill up their guardian's power meter. Uh, you do that by uh, creatures giving power, but also uh, killing enemy heroes and creatures. Uh, also gives power to your guardian. Um, or if you're um, kind of a high-risk, high-reward uh, thing you can do is, is run up to the enemy Guardian and steal power from it by hitting it in its weak spot. <laughs> um, but what you're trying to do is fill up your bar before they fill up yours, because whoever's its uh, power meter is full first. Their Guardian will rampage across the map, uh, and when they do that, um, they attack any enemies along the way, but they also um, reform the terrain to your advantage a little bit so they, they might knock over a bridge that, that um, the, other, the enemy team can't use uh-huh. anymore, or they may give you a, kind of a, a better access to a, to a path or something. Um, and then when they do that, they go across, they knock over the enemy guardian, which does a little bit of damage to them, um, but also makes them vulnerable for 20 seconds. So they'll just be laying, laying down vulnerable, their weak spot will be exposed, and that's when your team can go in and do as much damage as you can. Um, And the the way that the uh, Guardian's health works, it's broken up into three distinct wounds, which is what we call them, but they're basically three chunks of health. Uh, If you take off a wound, uh, the Guardian will get back up. Otherwise, it'll get get back up after 20 seconds, and then you do that three times, you win the game.
1: All right, and after the second one, uh, they both kind of like meet in the center, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, so... um, after one guardian gets to its final wound of health, or a certain number of rampages happen, um, basically whichever comes first, uh, the guardians will will break out uh, from where they normally are and enter what we call the clash, which is where they meet in the generally the center-ish of the map in a in a much tighter kind of arena. Uh, and kind of battle it out to, to progress to the end of the game because what we wanted to do was, was make sure that every game ends in kind of a dramatic finish um, and, and that allows us to do that and it also uh, allows us without, you know, forcing any arbitrary time constraints on the game, you know, it allows us to accelerate the end of the game a little quicker.
1: Yeah, everybody wrap it up. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah, that, because I, I, that's realistically one of the biggest complaints about the uh, RTS-based MOBAs is their is time commitment per round. Um, yeah,
0: yeah, you never really know, you know, you have to, like, okay, well, do I have an hour in case this game goes really long? Yeah. No? Well, I guess I can't play then.
1: Yeah, that's that's pretty much League of Legends, there's no doubt about <laughs> that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so going forward, you guys are, uh, you'll be releasing more champions and more maps, so uh, will there be more possibly game modes, have you guys thought about, or uh, anything like that?
0: Um. Yeah, we've discussed game modes. What, what we're trying to do right now is just, you know, because we're still in alpha, right. we'll be under beta pretty soon. What we're trying to do is stay really focused on the core gameplay, which is right. the Guardian vs. Guardian uh, 5 on 5. Uh, that We consider that to be the game. Uh, you know, any, ga- any game mode stuff we do will probably be pretty far into the future. But um, one thing we do try to do, you know, with other MOBAs, uh, you know, some of them, for example, Dota and, and those types of games, you know, they have the map is the game. Right. Whereas our, you know, we'll have a suite of maps that, that play very differently from each other. Uh, right now, we've we've released two, or, well, released to our alpha right. uh, two already um, that you can play in, and we're we're working on a third one right now. Um, by the time the game launches, we'll definitely have at least three, and then, like I said, we'll be adding to that over time.
1: All right yeah so yeah absolutely you can keep the game, the same games uh core rules and then yeah absolutely change the maps for for different terrain and different uh advantages oh that's that that's pretty cool um uh so yeah the uh what are uh what are some of the more interesting characters you guys have i i i've seen uh I've only seen a few uh in the videos but uh I'm definitely interested in Griselma.
0: Uh, yeah so Griselma is a very interesting character. Um, she's so what we try to do with the with our heroes is make sure that kind of every genre, every play style um, from that we uh, that we can we try to represent in our game basically gigantics version of like a shooter or a brawler or what have you. Um, so Grizelma for example, uh, she actually came about uh, we hired um, one of our designers uh, who's actually really terrible at uh, twitch aiming because uh, uh, <laughs> like you know with his mouse hand it's very shaky. Yeah. Uh, so he, he wasn't able to play uh, the shooters very well. Uh, he, he's actually pretty pretty decent with some of the melee characters now but um, but anyway, you know it was it was one of those things is like well, What would a character who? What would? How would we make a character for people who are terrible at aiming? (laughs) And that's kind of that's kind of how she started. Um, And it's it's more about uh, the tactical control, uh, strategic like placement of your. um, What she does is she summons uh, these little uh, beasts that pop out of portals in the ground. So you're running around placing these uh, basically little turrets. Around the map and uh, trying to keep them alive. So you know her upgrades can either be like to to make her her pets do better or to uh, use her pets to buff her allies. Um, so so she's all about positioning and 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 kind of controlling the map that way. And uh, you could actually play a very effective game with her without ever directly attacking an enemy, um, which is which is pretty interesting to do.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's. Uh, what other kind of play styles are like at least interesting play styles? If you guys design towards.
0: Um. So another one is uh, Wu, who is uh, I don't know if you've seen him. He's the the frog character. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. So uh, he was inspired by fighting games, um, and that's represented in kind of the way that his skills combo off each other. So you know. All of our uh, heroes have five abilities, uh, a primary attack, three kind of secondary abilities, and then uh, a focus ability, which uh, is analogous to an ultimate ability. Mm. Um, But uh, he is designed to uh, combo his moves so that you're constantly like, okay, I'm going to do Q, Q... uh, left mouse right mouse and it does this thing uh or you know combo in different ways and based on which upgrades you you pick kind of you're building your own combos uh oh. by by which upgrades you choose um so that's ki- that's kind of our version of a fighting game character even though you know you're not like doing dragon punches or any oh, any complex you know movements with with the uh with the mouse or controller or whatever, but it's it's more in, like, how how they play, how they feel when you're playing them.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, fighting games, you have to, yeah, like, light, light, you know, heavy, medium, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yep. yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, so, uh, and then we have uh, Imani, who is our uh, sniper character who, mm-hmm. you know, she has some uh, interesting abilities, uh, but... Fundamentally, like she plays like a sniper. So if you, you know, if you play a sniper in in Team Fortress Two or you know whatever game, oh, yeah. uh, you can you can pretty much jump in, get on her, and you'll know exactly what to do. Um, pretty straightforward, just shooting people. But you know, if uh, if someone gets up in your face, you have some other abilities to deal with that too. Um, um. Because even even though you have your kind of core. Uh, job or role, you know, everyone has to be able to deal with like a giant melee character coming flying in your face. Right. Uh, so, you know, for her, for example, she can uh, throw down a smoke bomb, which makes her invisible and weakens enemies around, uh, which which reduces their damage. So she can use that and then and then get out and try to find a find some place to hide or run away.
1: Ha, that's awesome and uh, I would be remiss if I didn't mention Uncle Sven. I uh Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh I'm very curious about Uncle Sven. <laughs>
0: yeah, he's definitely one of our uh one of our more popular characters even amongst people who have not played the game yet.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean the design's great. I mean, you have to love yeah. the love the uh the crazy flasks and uh yeah, you just have to. Uh, the, yeah, yeah he, he,
0: you just look at him and, and you can tell he's got a lot of character. Yeah, uh, but he his play style, uh, he's, he's kind of a support character, but...
1: Um, yeah, he's got some crowd control. Uh,
0: but he's got some crowd control, and also, uh, you know, one of the things about Gigantic that kind of makes it feel a lot different than uh, even a, even a third-person MOBA... Uh, is that there's a lot of verticality in the game, in our maps, and in the way things play. Um, There's very few places that you kind of see in the play space that you can't get to. Um, So, on Uncle Sven, for example, uh, one of his flasks throws down uh, basically this little pool of flubber, which (laughs) uh, if you hit an enemy with it, it'll bounce him away from it. Uh, But if you throw it down and a and an ally runs onto it and they jump, they get a super jump. Awesome. So you can use that kind of like a jump as a jump pad to get up to places or uh, to go through shortcuts in the map. Uh, we kind of have these places built for kind of characters with that super jump ability or with the ability to, to, to grant that to their teammates. So that allows you to, to support your team in kind of a, a different way than just healing them or buffing them,
1: you know? Right. Oh that's really, yeah, that's cool. Uh so how uh, how have you found balance so far between the characters? Because you guys have a huge uh kind of variety of, of uh different like little abilities and stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. Between between all the skills and the upgrades, there's a lot of stuff to balance. So it's a it's a constant ongoing process. Um one of the one of the main things that uh we try to do is is make sure that the I would say one of the hardest things to do is find the balance between the melee characters and the range characters because mm. uh, you know there are there aren't a lot of games where you have uh, a character with zero ranged abilities in the same game as a sniper, You right. know, or something like that. Um, so um, that's kind of an ongoing thing. It it comes in with the with the way that we design our maps, making sure there's uh, you know. That sight lines are kind of right. blocked off in certain areas that that as a melee character you always have the ability to run up get get around places without getting shot from all angles um, because like it, it really puts an emphasis on the map design because you know in a standard shooter or whatever you know you, you throw people up into kind of an open pit and right. the game still kind of works like you're just shooting each other trying, trying to Kill them before they kill you. Right. Whereas in our game, that would never work. So um, it comes into play with the, with the maps and the creatures and the guardians and all of the kind of positioning that you have to do. But um, as far as like balance wise of all the skills and stuff, um, we do uh, we do play our game a lot, <laughs> <laughs> um, which is you know you pretty much have to in, in a competitive game like ours but um, we do uh, play test actually one is starting right now um, <laughs> every day internally where we uh, we all jump in and uh, play the game for an hour or so get as many games in as we can right and then uh, everyone posts their feedback um, to uh, to our internal wiki and uh, so you know after after each play test session we'll have you know Fifty comments from people that are playing the game, and then uh, mm-hmm. as a design team, we we kind of go in, read over them, you know, try try to identify any major bugs or uh, things that that seem way out of way out of line balance wise. <laughs> how uh, and then and then we take that and we try to iterate on it as much as possible before literally the next day when we play again.
1: Yeah, how hard is it to resist uh, if you get your ass kicked just nerfing the hell out of that?
0: <laughs> uh yeah that's uh that's definitely part of the job is, is not overreacting um so you know uh and it, it's it's tough sometimes but uh as designers you know we we try to play um all the characters kind of equally yeah. so you know people often ask me like which is my favorite character um and i i don't have a good answer for that because i love them all equally sure um but uh, but yeah, it helps to kind of have that have that knowledge of how, how all the heroes interact with each other. Uh, really helps when you're going in to make balance changes because you know if someone murders you with a certain build on uh, a certain character, you can you can be like, okay, well I'm going to try that same build the next game and see how it goes for me. Right. And sometimes you know you will just wreck everyone and you'd be like, okay, well, something needs to change here. Right. Or sometimes you, you won't do as well and be like, huh, well, um, maybe it was just the team composition or the, the players in the game or, you know, w- there's so many variables that go oh, into yeah. it. So you, you really have to, to not overreact to any one thing. That said, you know, if, if someone shows up and one-shots you with um, one of their abilities, then it's like, okay, that's something,
1: something not right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Uh, other than that, it just sucks. Yeah, something's yeah. something <laughs> Yeah, so a
0: lot of times, you know, uh, we'll hear complaints from, from other people who are dying a lot or, you know, who are getting rolled by a certain hero. And we have to distill whether, you know, like, was is something legitimately overpowered here or underpowered? Uh, or was it just the circumstances? Was it just the players or whatever? So, you know, we'll often uh, hear a lot of complaints and then go over to the person who was Doing all of the killing and be like, okay, w- w- you know, which build did you take? Uh, which upgrades did you take? Um, did you feel like you were killing people too easily or or whatever? And, and people are pretty honest about <laughs> about uh, <laughs> what was going on. But um, that's kind of the that's kind of the fast and loose uh, balancing process. But then we also have hard uh, data, you know, analytics uh, to help us balance as well. So. Uh, we can look at like okay, over the past week, you know here's the win rate for these heroes, here's how much damage they were doing uh here's here's uh how many times they're getting kills and dying, and all that stuff and we and we can use that as a balancing tool as well,
1: uh, uh-huh. yeah, no, of course, yeah, analytics is awesome for there's so much going on in most games, most people don't really realize how how much data is being collected for on yeah, gameplay statistics, yeah, yep, um. So I, I talked to a, a lot of uh, designers that um, they don't get to play as many games now as, as they're designing and working. But uh, <laughs> uh, have you been playing anything recently, um, just uh, video computer game wise?
0: Um, I just picked up uh, Bloodborne. Oh yes, for PS4 the other day. <laughs> I'm not very far yet, uh, but uh, it's it's pretty fun. I'm digging um, it. Yeah, so I far. love it.
1: I absolutely love uh, that game.
0: Yeah, uh, so I'm looking forward to, to putting in a couple of good sessions of that over the weekend. Um, in addition, I've, uh, you know, I I do play uh, quite a bit of MOBAs. So I play um, Dota two. Um, I play some League of Legends, uh, mostly with people from work uh, at lunch and stuff. Yeah, and uh, you know, I play a little a little bit of Smite. Um, I I still kind of go back to uh, to playing some Team Fortress uh lately. Uh, yeah. Lately I've been uh, I was watching some some Counter-Strike CS:GO. Oh yeah. Uh, and then that uh, that got me back into that game. Really <laughs> a
1: little bit. So that. Yeah, that's one of those games that's just like Counter-Strike's a, is such an awesome game. Uh, that it's been around for so freaking long. Like yep. uh, you know, because when it was dude, when it was in beta, I I was pretty young and I played it all the time. Uh, I mean, not pre- yep. I wasn't a kid, but uh, it was it was a considerable time ago. It's it's just amazing to me that the game is still going as strong as it is. It, it is yeah, and it's, it's got it's, an audience.
0: In some ways, it's just like riding a bike. Like you get back oh, in yeah. there, you know, ex- you know the maps by heart, and so oh, it makes yeah. it a lot easier to just jump right back in. Like, oh yep, this is exactly
1: oh, exactly it's... how I remember it. Yeah, I've play I've played Dust once or twice. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, it's it's still the same way. You jump into uh I've been playing some uh some ranked games and I, I'll just uh search for all the maps, but it seems like about nine times out of ten it'll be oh dust two.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dust 2 is so popular now. <laughs> it's so much better. It, it is better than dust. I mean it, it's not as Bad as a yeah, checkpoint. It's, it's
0: more balanced
1: for sure. Um. So yeah, speaking of which, uh, what, yeah, what kind of games, uh, do do you ever like play something, uh, and go like, man, I would really like to somehow work this into my game, or somehow work like something like this into the design, or, or, or what do you take like some sort of uh, or any sort of like a uh, I don't know inspiration from?
0: Uh, yeah, actually, um, that's a, a very good question. Um. In fact, uh, one of the reasons that I've been playing Counter Strike recently is because uh, I want to get a character like that represented in our game. Oh yeah, that's uh, awesome. You know, like we have a we have a sniper type character, um, and then we have a, a sh- shooter. We have a couple shooter characters. Um, one of them is HK two hundred and six, who's that robot?
1: Yeah. I don't know if you've
0: seen. Um, so he he's kind of uh, he's got a machine gun, he's got a rail gun, he's got a, a little mortar, uh, and then he can um, put himself into what's called fortify, which is where he basically turns himself into a turret. Oh yeah, he's he's just kind of a, a arsenal of of weapons. Um, but you know, feel wise, uh, we didn't we don't really have uh, someone who kind of captures that uh, Counter Strike. Call of Duty, Battlefield, like pure uh, shooter type character. Oh yeah. Um, so that's one of the things that I want to get uh, represented in our game, and uh, I've I've actually started uh, doing some prototypes on that already. So
1: you need a bunny At hop some
0: point in the future. A bunny hop. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you jump and you turn. You yeah. You <laughs> go, get a little extra speed boost. Oh yeah. god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that. That's that's one of them. Um, there are a few, you know. We have kind of, aside from that one, um, I would say we have all of the action genres at least somewhat represented. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it, which which is good. But it also allows us to kind of think outside the box for our new characters. Because it's not when we when we need to make a new one. It's not like okay, we need to make this type of character now. It's more just like okay, we have we have this roster uh, now. What what holes are we trying to fill with this next character? like what what do we not have? Um, so and it allows us to to kind of reach a little further. So, for example, um, I would really love to know what a character who uh, who's based on kind of the the parkour style yeah. uh, game like a Mirror's Edge, for example, uh, where you're just kind of running around uh, using the terrain, right? And navigating the terrain uh, in a way similar to, I guess, uh, a little bit of Titanfall, Mm. Uh, but but more more just like using terrain as a navigation tool, but also as a way to play the game. So that that would be pretty interesting to me. Um, Also, I've been pondering what a um, what an RTS character would be like. Yeah, Um, you know, obviously, it, it would it would have to be. Um, made for our game, so it wouldn't <laughs> yeah. it wouldn't play anything like an RTS. But, uh, but as far as like how how it would be inspired by an RTS, you know, is pretty interesting in terms of like, okay, uh, are you building units? Are you what like what are you doing? Huh. Uh, so that type of thing is interesting to me. I don't I don't know if we'll ever end up with with anything like that. But um, also. Uh, been pretty interested in in kind of turn based games and trying to get those represented in our game in some way because that's more about less about the the moment to moment and and again this was one of the things that we did with Griselda was was make it less about the twitch aiming and the mo- and uh, and everything but but even more so um, more about uh, assessing what's going on at any time and then right. reacting appropriately um, I think it's pretty interesting so. You know, there's nothing concrete there, but but just some just some things kind of in the back of my head, and and us on the design team, we have a pretty small design team, but but we're always uh, thinking about uh, places to draw from for
1: for our next heroes. Yeah, that's uh, I like the turn based idea. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know how you're gonna do it, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I
0: said, it, it would like if you played the character if if. Let's say we, we did end up going with something that was inspired by a turn-based character. You know, by the time it got into the game, you probably wouldn't know know it, <laughs> right? Uh, but you know, if 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 we explained it that way, as far as compared that to what its abilities did, then you'd be like, oh, okay. And so you know, if someone comes in with that with that gaming background, we can suggest them, you know, hey, you should try this character, because uh, that's one of the things that we found is super important for a game. Because uh, the heroes play so differently from each other, um, is it's really important for people to find their hero. Is what we've oh, termed yeah. internally. Uh, but but yeah, we've had people who come in and you know they'll they'll pick a hero based on just which one they like uh, artistically, um, and they'll just they'll just pick that hero and click ready. And before we have a time. Chance to talk to him, and, <laughs> and then you know the game starts, and you find out that like they don't play shooters at all, and they pick the sniper character. and it's just oh, like, yeah, oh man,
1: this isn't You're going to go well. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, so you know they play the game, they're fumbling really bad, and then you know like okay, well let's play, let's play again, let's choose you a different character. You know what types of games do you play? Like, oh, I, I play a, a tank in, in World of Warcraft or,
1: whatever, a warrior
0: or something. Like, okay, well, you should try this character then. They try that, and they're, like, you know, the best player on their team, and they <laughs> they, they win the game, and then they have a great time. And so, you know, trying to find that for each, each uh, player is difficult, um, and it's one of the things we're going to be really focused on in terms of, like, making sure that we point people in the right direction when they choose their heroes so that they they don't get a a
1: bad first impression of the game. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, And when are you guys, uh, uh, when are you kind of like uh, thinking of release? I mean, just kind of like... Uh, uh,
0: Yeah, so um, we're in alpha right now. We are going to be entering beta this summer, Mm. and then we will be released before the end of the year. Excellent, and that will be on uh, Windows 10 and Xbox One.
1: Awesome! Wow, oh, cool! You, yeah, you have a, that's nice. Have a uh, yeah, have a Xbox presence. That's awesome. How do you? Yeah. Uh, how do you find uh, uh, porting between the two? How's how's Windows 10?
0: Um, it's it's actually going really well. Uh, we haven't. We aren't even too far into. So we we. Uh, we signed this partnership with Microsoft not not very long ago, actually. It's only been a couple of months. Uh, and so we went from nothing to uh, we have the game now running on an Xbox um, wow. and Windows 10 uh, with it, like I said, within a few months. Um, but um, one of the things that that Microsoft is really pushing for uh, with Windows 10 and Xbox is uh, the idea of of cross-platform play. Um, so that's something we're trying to support um, as well. Uh, and, uh, again, for a competitive game, that's a kind of a touchy subject. Um, but uh, it, it really allows us to kind of unify the experience for both uh, the the Xbox version and the Windows 10 version because you can literally play in the same game as each other. Oh, that's um, awesome. One of, one of the things we're, we're emphasizing with that is that both both parties would have to opt into that. so you know,
1: Right, so you PC don't have player, PC players again. You know? Yeah, just stomping yeah, people. Yeah. That you don't are, yeah. go in with
0: your Xbox controller and have someone on the PC just like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> dominating you. Um, you know, so that was really important to us. But, but you know, if everyone's opting into it, uh, you know, it, it becomes a lot less of an issue. And then... Uh, but yeah, it what it really does is allows uh, neither version of the game to to feel like a port because neither one is a port really um, because we're developing from this point on we're developing them in tandem. Uh, so they're going in at the same time uh, for a lot of the stuff. you know up, up until this point it, it was a PC game, but we always kind of had in the back of our mind that it, it it could become a console game just because of how the controls map to the controller really well and how there's no, you know it's an action game, but it, it just it feels okay to play with a, with a controller. Um, we got we we put in controller functionality. Uh, one of our programmers put it in in like a matter of a couple of days, mm. and we were playing it and we just like, oh, this isn't that bad. <laughs> and that's without any sort of uh, optimizations for you know making the sticks feel better or providing any sort of uh, aim assist or right. or auto aim or anything like that. It was just straight up map oops, sorry, uh, map the map the controls directly to to the to the game pad and. And plug it in, and yeah, it, it works pretty well. So we're pretty excited about um, having it available for both, because you know it's one of the things that uh, I know Smite is now uh, on Xbox One. But uh, yeah, the the kind of free to play MOBA ish genre is really not represented on on consoles at the moment. So you know,
1: no, it's really it's, not. it's
0: and and one. The other things that's good with that is, uh, you know, it'll be one account for both. So, you know, whatever you earn or purchase on Windows will be available on Xbox and vice versa. So, you know, if you're someone who just, you know, maybe you have some friends who play on on the console, you have some friends that play on PC, you can use the same account uh, and play with both of them or play cross-platform with both of them.
1: Yeah, there's there's so much to explore um, as well. It, it does seem like a game that would be fit well, or fit well on the console market. Um,
0: hmm. Yeah, it's 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 pretty accessible. You know, uh, w- one of the things that we try to do, which is it is very cliche, I hesitate to even say it, but um, is make the game uh, easy to play and difficult to master. Um, but it actually is true for a game. You know, if you've ever played a uh, was the control yeah. uh, action game? Then you can hop into our game, and you'll know what's going on within you know a couple of minutes. Um, and same thing on the on the controller. You know, it controls very very easily, very fluid. Um, all your buttons are mapped right there, so it's
1: yeah. And you have not a, a lot of pre- reading that you need to do or anything. You have a pretty manageable amount of abilities too for a controller. Um, yep. Yeah, I mean, obviously you can do the triggers for your your left button, uh, right button, um, but yeah, no, that's uh, that's pretty awesome. I, I'm curious. It, it, it's, uh, I assume the game will be available for earlier versions of Windows as well.
0: Uh, yeah, eventually, uh, it it may. Right now, uh, it's just Windows 10 and Xbox One. Oh, okay. Uh, which is, you know. Uh, that was one of the things when we Hmm. uh, when we were very first talking with Microsoft uh, (laughs) which which made us really hesitate about doing the the deal was because they wanted they wanted to push Windows 10 exclusive
1: right yeah true absolutely Uh, and
0: and we were like whoa wait a second like is that really you know know, given their history and Mm -hmm. you know how they've been kind of uh, dropping the ball on on gaming yeah uh, in general you know, if uh, Games for Windows Live was not too successful, <laughs> yeah, I know that as a, as a consumer of that and a, and a player, yeah. Uh, so you know, that was kind of the first thing that popped into all of our heads when we heard that. It was like, whoa, what? But um, actually, Microsoft and, and I say this not not because we're partnering with them, but because I'm literally dealing with them. Uh, they are really committed to making. Uh, gaming on Windows 10 not being a terrible experience oh,
1: it's such a huge uh, market now I mean you can't you yeah. can't ignore it
0: yeah and the fact that it's gonna be a, a free upgrade for anyone on uh, Windows 7 or 8 um, mm. and we we have it all internally uh, where everyone is kind of ramping up getting the technical preview and everything and uh, so far it's been you know it's it's been even in the technical preview, with a with the occasional uh, blue blue screen of death, uh, it's been a very easy upgrade from from Windows Seven or Eight. So, you know, obviously there's always going to be that hesitation.
1: Oh of, yeah. Like,
0: I don't want to upgrade my operating system for to play this specific game. But you know, we feel like the operating system itself will stand alone and get a lot of people upgrading it, yeah. upgrading to it. Yep.
1: Yeah. And then people don't like Windows Eight. I mean, that's just kind yeah, of like what it exactly. is, you know. Uh, yeah. yeah. They like Windows Seven uh, because yeah. it didn't go too crazy. So, I think that anybody on Windows Eight <laughs> is going to go to Windows Ten as soon as humanly possible. Yep. yep. Um, and then, yeah. you
0: know, there's always going to be some holdouts, but sure. I think that I think that it will that people will come around to, to Windows Ten from what I've seen, anyway.
1: Yeah. Oh, and yeah. Again, absolutely.
0: Yet to be seen, but.
1: Uh, yeah, that's uh that's that's uh that's that's good news though. It's uh, hey, it's good to have a deal, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and hey, no games for Windows Live. I mean, you can't you can't, <laughs> exactly. you can't go wrong there. Uh <laughs> Um but yeah, so that's really great you guys are looking for uh towards the end of the year. Uh that's really great. Yep. And uh how often do you think you'll release characters? I mean, obviously it's early. Uh you know.
0: Yeah, we don't have our cadence exactly planned out yet, but it'll be uh, fairly often. You know, you'll see a new one. I mean, I just ballparking it, it would be uh, every one to three months, right? Uh, probably faster. You know, uh, initially, you
1: know, yeah.
0: Just, we'll, by the time we're released, we'll probably have a few that are that are pretty far along, but not ready to release, and yeah. so we'll be able to to pump them out a little quicker at the at the start, and then kind of. Get into our regular, more regular cadence, but
1: and, yeah, we we haven't really discussed that. But it'll be it'll be frequently
0: enough. What we're trying to do is even if it's not a hero release, have some sort of content release.
1: Um, oh, sure, every
0: month, so to constantly keep the game fresh. So whether it's a new map, a new hero, a new uh, creature family, which are the, the the guys you summon, yeah, or uh, uh, you know our biggest ones are going to be our new guardians.
1: Oh, Sorry. yeah. So,
0: more work than everything else, so they'll, they'll be a little slower, but um, we expect those to be a pretty big deal as well.
1: So uh, are you guys doing, uh, I mean, the, the standard kind of like uh, uh, skins and uh, vanity kind of stuff as well?
0: Yeah, yeah. We haven't announced our, our monetization model yet, but it's, it's going to be, you know, if you're familiar with, with the free-to-play model, you know, yeah, it'll be perfect. It's it's gonna be skins. It's gonna be that sort of thing. You know, we already have some skins. Uh, that I, it, every, you know, every couple of days you'll you'll be playing the game and you'll realize that we've added a new skin because you'll see someone playing it and go, that's awesome. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, that's really great. Um, and so the map are the uh, are the guardians tied to the maps or are they map uh, independent? Uh,
0: no, they're map independent. So uh, we have. We have two different Guardians right now. Like I said, eventually we'll be we'll be adding more. Uh, but um, you can uh, choose which Guardian uh, you want on your team before you enter uh, matchmaking. So you can say, like, okay, I want to play uh, on the Griffins team. So you can queue up for that, uh, what we call this, house. So house Orion mm-hmm. has a, a Griffin Guardian. So you queue up as that and, and it, it guarantees you that you'll be on that team or oh. you can queue up uh, as the Naga or you can say, uh, I don't really care just give me a game faster yeah,
1: like a random uh, Yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: oh, okay, that's really cool so like when you release new Guardians you'll be able to choose those in advance as well yep oh wow, okay, that's that's pretty cool Um. Hey, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm really looking forward to this game now <laughs> <laughs> um well I, I guess that uh, about wraps it up for uh for our time t- today. Um mm-hmm. I'd like to like to thank uh you know Carter for being with us and uh if you're curious about the game and you should be go to www.gogigantic.com and if uh uh, if you're uh if you want to support the site or the podcast please feel free to rate us on iTunes uh, rate us highly unless you don't like it and then please don't rate us at all otherwise uh if you want to support Tom uh with paying the bills you can use like the Amazon link or donate on the front page and uh for you know quarter to 3 I'd like to thank everybody for joining us and I'd like to thank Carter for being with us um And, you know, um, everybody uh, have a great week. Thanks, Jason. Oh, thank you.